0: Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. I hope you are having a wonderful 2024 so far. Um, I apologize that the audio quality has been a little bit different lately. There's some things that um, I've been privileged and um, I've had friends that have been very gracious with me to allow me to use their equipment and their studio to record a lot of the podcasts, which is one of the reasons why the quality has been good um, and i 'm very thankful for that, but um, there 's some remodeling going on with uh, with the church I go to and some of those things so i haven 't uh, been able to go in and use that the past couple of weeks um, so i I am uh, recording things a little bit differently just for the time being, but you know it 's kind of like you know to use the remodeling church analogy you know sometimes if a church is doing some remodeling in the lobby they'll say hey excuse the mess (laughs) you know but they still have church you know you don't not have church because because there's some remodeling in the lobby well hey uh, look at that this way in listening to the podcast I know the audio quality may be a little bit different while I'm moving some things around, but I'm not going to not have church just because we're remodeling in the lobby, so to speak, and so we're actually believing for some new equipment um, for the podcast itself, and uh, so we believe things are going to just increase uh, from here, but um, I'm not going to let any of that stop me from recording and and giving out what's on my heart this month, and I, I believe there are some good things. And uh, I believe if you have received from this podcast, and uh, you'll continue to receive good things um, today, and I believe we'll get some good things out of this episode. But in the Verity Vitamins segment, we have been talking about door jams. And this whole month, I'm talking about 2024 being the year of the open door. That's the word I feel like the Lord impressed upon my heart about this year. And this is actually something I believe he started to talk to me about last year, in 2023. And so it's been stirring in my heart for quite some time. And uh, talking about not only the doors that God opens to us, but also the doors that we open to God. And so in the Verity Vitamins segment of this podcast, we've been talking about door jams. What are door jams? Well, door jams are things that stop the door. (laughs) Door jams are things that keep God from having access in our life. And you could also say things that try to keep us out of walking through the doors that God has opened to us. Now, the analogy only extends so far when it comes to the doors that God has opened to us, because the Bible does say that what God has opened, no man can shut. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that will try to keep us from walking through them. But there are certainly things that can try to be a jam in the door that God wants to have into our life, to have access. And the thing I want to talk about today, and you'll see it in the title, is passwords. (laughs) That's the title of today's episode, is passwords. And you'll see what I mean here in a second. In Psalm 141, verse 3, You may have heard this scripture before, but it says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over, watch this, the door of my lips. And we're talking about the open door. And he said, set a guard over my mouth and keep watch over the door of my lips. Uh, Look at this in Malachi 3 verse 13. The Lord is talking and he said your words have been stout against me says the Lord yet you say what have we spoken so much against you um you see the picture here about words being stout against God what's that a picture of well it's a picture of a door jam a door stopper something that you put in the door to keep it from opening or to keep it from closing. And it's kind of like a dresser that's against a door. You know if if you're trying to to keep somebody out of a door, you see this in the movie sometimes somebody's trying to get in the door and they're they're barricading the door so they'll put a dresser against it or or they'll put a wooden, you know, beam against it or whatever the case is. What is that? It's stout against. It's something that's trying to keep the door from opening. And the Lord said that your words have done this to me. Your words have been stout against me. And so one of the things we have to realize is that our words matter. Now, in in my circle of believers, we've talked about words and confession a lot. But even to me, I think it's one of those things that I have struggled to take as seriously as I should. Because I think there has been this idea in my mind that, yes, my words matter, but they're not the biggest thing. And there's a truth in that you can become over-legalistic about nitpicking confession, because the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Well, another way of saying that is in the substance of the tongue. You know, words are only as powerful as what they're containing. They're containers. And so, you know, languages change over the years. Um, Words that meant one thing a hundred years ago don't mean the same thing today. So there are things that people might say a hundred years ago that wasn't a bad confession that would be today because of how it's being used and the thought that it's containing. You understand? And so, this is why I don't get too nitpicky with just phrases or just terms. But it's the substance of a word. And that's something that has helped me to really understand the power of confession and the power of my words is the substance that it contains. You know, a lot of people make a big deal about certain four letter words, and they call that cussing. And, you know, even when the Bible talks about uh, not using foul or abusive language, a lot of people just equate that with Western understanding of foul language. And it certainly can and does extend to that, especially when it's used that way. But at the same time, you know, people have these, these jokes they make about Christian cuss words. And that's silly because the Bible would wasn't referring to anything we think of as a cuss word because it didn't exist back then. It, what is it talking about? Well, it's talking to Hebrew and Greek believers. They spoke a totally different language. And yet, even in their language back then, they had coarse jesting and joking and foul and abusive language. And so, what you see in that is not just about the word. It's about the thought. It's about the heart. It's about the usage. It's about what's behind the word. And you know, there are some people that they wouldn't say certain four-letter words, but they'll say an alternative that's communicating the same thing. And yet, they'll treat it like it's not a cuss word. See, a lot of this is is some hypocrisy. And it's not understanding the significance of what words are and why they're significant. They're thought-containers. And so we have to understand that our words are powerful. And what we're saying, it's not just about the legalism of it, but it's about what is the spirit of it? What is the thought that we're communicating? What is the heart behind it? Because there is spiritual substance in what we're speaking out. And I mentioned it to you, life and death are in the power of the tongue, the substance of the tongue. You know, my phone... Without a battery would just be an empty shell. But the battery is what causes the phone to turn on and operate. Well, that's the power of it. That's the substance of it. And the thing that causes a word to be significant is what it contains. Now, Jesus did talk about how we would give an account for every idle word. (laughs) You could say every empty word. Why? Because we're supposed to be guarding, keeping a watch... Over the door of our lips, look at this in Psalm 78:41 it says, yes, they turned back and tempted God. they limited the Holy One of Israel. Did you know that you can limit God's access in your life? Well, what's one of the ways that they limited God's access in their life? It was through what they were saying. It was through what they were confessing. they kept saying, we're going to die in the wilderness. And that's exactly what happened to them. And you know, if if words didn't matter at all, the Bible wouldn't have a lot to say about them. The Bible says in Hebrews 3 verse 1 that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession. And the thing we have to understand about confession is that it's not just about the things you say, but it's about your confession working with Him. Let me say it to you this way, it's your confession working with your high priest that enables him to come into your life, that opens the door to him, that gives him access. Not just you saying whatever, but when your confession is lining up with him, when you are working with him with your confession, that is what opens the door to him. That is what enables Him to come into your life to have access. It's one of the things. You understand? We're talking about one aspect of, of this today. But it opens the door to Him when we work with Him and not against Him with our words. Confession has to do with saying the same thing as Him. And when we're saying the same thing as Him, that is what opens the door. That's the password. <laughs> you understand? You understand? That gives access. It's saying the same thing he says. We have to to get the password from him. You you know how when you go to somebody's house. And you try to access the Wi-Fi. But you don't know the password. But then you say, hey, can you share the password with me? And they share the password. What are they doing? They're giving you access. They have a password. That gives access to the power. Ooh, come on. And, and, And what you're doing is. When you're, you're going to them and saying, hey, what's the password? What you're doing is you're typing in the same thing that they have typed in and accessing the same power. What are you doing? You're saying the same thing as. And you're accessing the power. You're accessing something. You're, you're, you're gaining access. You're going through a door, so to speak. Why? Because you said the same thing. You've got the password from the one who was the password holder. (laughs) And this is what we have to do with with God. The Bible talks about, in Romans, how confession is made unto salvation. Well, what is that? Our confession of salvation opens the door of our heart to Jesus. And And it causes us to go through the open door that He's opened to us to go into the green pasture of salvation. Jesus said, I am the door and if you if you go through me you'll find pasture look at this in 1st corinthians 10 verse 9 and 10 it says nor let us tempt christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer you know uh you see this same thing about tempting god we saw this in psalm 78 tempting god and limiting him but you know uh, not only does complaining and murmuring uh, jam the door against God, but it opens the door to the enemy. And this is something we have to realize, that that your words being against God, complaining against Him, murmuring, uh, uh, talking unbelief, talking doubt, questioning God, what, what that's doing is not only is it jamming the door against God, not only is it is it keeping you out, but it's opening the door to the enemy. It keeps you out of what you're supposed to walk through. It keeps God out, and it opens the door to the enemy. It opens the door to the destroyer. This is the significance of not only just what we're saying, but Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we can jam the door against God and open a door against the enemy when we complain, you know, murmuring and complaining is a universal language. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? It's something that you can hear it in the tone and the spirit of what's being said. In Hebrews thirteen fifteen, it says this, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. What's interesting is that this this phrase, giving thanks, when you uh, look it up, it literally means confessing to. And that's the same phrase that Romans uses when it says, confession is made unto salvation. Confessing unto. Giving thanks also has to do with confessing unto. Let me give it it to you this way. Thanksgiving is one of God's passwords. (laughs) Thanksgiving is is God's Wi-Fi password. you understand? Thanksgiving is one of the passwords that not only opens the door to God in your life, but it opens the doors that God wants you to walk through. It causes you to go through the doors that God has opened to you. Look at this in Colossians 4, verse 2. It said, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us that God would open unto us, watch this, a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I also am in bonds. He mentions a door of utterance. Earlier we, we looked at the verse that said the door of my mouth. Well, what is something else in connection to our mouth and utterance that opens the door? Well, What did he just say? Prayer. Continuing in prayer with thanksgiving. What is that? I believe this has to do with praying in the Spirit. Why? Because to to continue in prayer means you don't stop with praying in your own understanding. Oh, come on. Paul said, I pray with my understanding and I pray in the Spirit. See, if you just pray in your understanding, you didn't continue in prayer. Ooh, come on. You didn't continue in prayer. You started in prayer, but you didn't continue in prayer. But in order to continue in prayer, you've got to go from praying in your understanding to praying in the Holy Spirit. And what does that do? That opens the door of utterance. Oh, come on. Do you see what we're talking about here? These doors of our mouth, the connection between our mouth and the doors that they open. What is this? These are passwords. (laughs) One password is thanksgiving, another password is praying in the Holy Spirit. In other words, you may not know the Word, but He does. And when you are praying in the Spirit, you're hooking, your, you're hooking up to His Wi-Fi network. You understand? You're saying, share that password with me. And you may not understand the, the password, you may not get the meaning of the password, but that's okay, because if they share the password, it still gives you access. Oh, come on, I'm getting Revelation. If they share the password, hey, you may not even see the password, but if the person shares it with you on, from their phone, you know what I'm talking about, then you still gain access. And you know how that little icon comes up on your phone that just says, Join Wi-Fi Network? What are you doing? You're joining in <laughs> with something else. Well, this is what happens with God when we pray in the Spirit. We're joining with Him. That's what Romans 8 says. It says, The Spirit takes hold with us. And helps us to pray as we ought to, even though we don't know what to pray. This is the password. <laughs> this is gaining passwords, praying in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. Amen. Glory to God. And you know, if you only ever pray with your understanding, there are doors in the Spirit that you won't go through. It's the truth. That's why you got to continue in prayer. This is why he mentions this door of utterance. You know, I can't help but think of Lord of the Rings. It's been a long time since I've used a Lord of the Rings analogy. And I'll say this, you know, I'm not preaching a five-part series based on Lord of the Rings, or Barbie, or something else. You understand that when I use a movie analogy, I'm not preaching a sermon based on that. I'm preaching the Word, and I'm just using this as a brief analogy. But in Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, Gandalf, Comes up to a door. It's the door to watch this Moria. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about the door to Moria. Anyway, that was a joke. But they're trying to figure out how to get in this door, and and Gandalf is is saying everything he knows to say, doing everything he knows to do, and the door just won't seem to open. But remember what happened that that finally uh, Frodo said. What happened? He found the password. You know, sometimes you don't find the password right away. Sometimes it doesn't open right away. That's why you've got to pray in the Spirit until the Lord gives it to you. And maybe He'll, He'll tell you exactly what it is. Maybe it's something you just pray out in the Spirit and your understanding doesn't even touch. But I will tell you this, the Bible does say that when you speak in the Spirit and you pray in the Spirit, do it that you may interpret. So God will give you the thing. God will show you what to do. He will give you the password, but you've got to continue in prayer. You've got to know the password, and only God knows the words to speak in a situation that will open the door and get rid of the door jam. You know, to go back to the Lord of the Rings analogy, whenever they were about to go through that door, they didn't know it, but there was an enemy right behind them, you know, that giant octopus. But, you know, as soon as they went through that door, they had a choice. It was either deal with the enemy or go through the door. And when they went through that door, that door caved in behind them and it crushed the enemy. And it separated them from the enemy. Well, again, I'm not preaching a movie to you, but I will say this. When we give access to God in our life, we also bar the door to the enemy. But when we bar the door to God, we give access to the enemy. You know, your whole life is about what you give access to. You're always giving access to something. The question is, are you going to give access to God, or are you going to give access to the enemy? But when you speak the words that God gives you, and you go through the doors that God opens to you, and you open the door to Him in your life, you are barring the door to the enemy. You are jamming the door to the enemy.